Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Roll Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we are revisiting the final part of our numbers redraft. It's been a long journey, but it's been fun to revisit some of these characters as we go through the history and just overall fun, nerdy sports stuff. So it's uh, very fun to be able to kind of round the corner, head towards home as we do 76 through 99. Yep. Um, With that, just a quick reminder, we are drafting based on talent, impact, and recognition. So some of the numbers that we give out might not always go to the most talented player, right. but maybe the most important to that sport, most recognizable. It's kind of a freelance, it can be personal. Um, so I encourage you guys at home, if you want to make your own list, we'd love to see them. Feel free to send them to the podcast. But otherwise, I think we're going to pick up where we left off, and that is with your pick at number 76. Okay, 76. Again, not a super popular number. Um, <laughs> a lot of offensive linemen wear the 70 numbers in the 70s in defense, so you don't see them a lot on Sports Center highlights and that kind of thing. But um, I do have a couple of uh, possible um, players that would be a good candidate for the best to wear number 76 Lou Groza. Marion Motley, of course, Rosie Greer from the NFL. Yeah. But you know what? I am going to go with Steve Hutchinson. Um, like it. Yeah. Awesome. So he pl- played for the Vikings for many years, and he was a great, um, great player. Um, and of course, he all broke. He broke our hearts when he um, went and played for the Tennessee Titans. But he did have a good career in Minnesota. Probably one of the best guards we've ever had here. Um, he did start his his uh, career in Seattle, um, but just a really solid guard, um, mm-hmm. a good player, um, you know, one of those guys that you kind of knew would be there every year. Um, I don't know if he ever was hurt. I guess he did a couple years. Just we, one or two years where yeah. he got banged up, but otherwise, yeah, he rattles off, what, six, seven years in a row where yeah. he plays every snap, every, every snap, game. Every snap, every game. It's just crazy. So, yeah, he's just one of those solid players, um, number 76, and they – I remember when he signed a big contract. It was one of the biggest contracts an offensive lineman had ever, maybe the biggest contract an mm-hmm. offensive lineman had ever signed. And um, everyone was kind of up in arms about that because, oh, he's an offensive <laughs> lineman. But you know what? He he earned his money, I think. Yeah. He, he had a great career. So Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro. And then he's part of the All-2000s team, um, which, again, that's an elite list of players, and he was one of the best guards in football, if not one of the if not the best for yeah. a few years in there. So uh, great overall player. I'm going with uh, good old Steve Hutchinson. Love it. Awesome. Well, right. yeah, these numbers tend to get a little thin sometimes because you do. don't see many 76s in sports no. much, but this next number, 77, hmm. certainly do. This yeah. is a number I always think of hockey. Yeah. And it's quickly becoming a basketball number as well. Right. Um, with uh, shout out to Luka Donacic. He does not make this list, <laughs> um, but is a number I think of right away with him. But just a couple names for you. Red Great. Red Grange. Grange. Yes. Um, thank you for catching me. Yeah. One of the coolest football um, reference pages you'll ever see because of the picture yep. and just kind of the all around just 1920s all time team. Yeah. Um, very cool. Paul Coffey was another uh, defenseman in sure. hockey. I remember um, Paul Coffey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Lyle Alzado. Alzado with the craziest mugshot haircut <laughs> combination I've ever seen. Right. Um, Super Bowl champion, so wanted to throw him on the list list. But I'm going to go with Ray Bork okay. um, for hockey. I, I nice. don't know if I've picked a hockey player yet in this redraft. I'll have to okay. go back and check it out, but I feel bad. There's a ton of really great hockey players on this list. Um, defenseman, Hall of Fame, one-time cup winner, uh, just tons of awards and a really storied career. Played for Boston pretty much his whole career, except for the last two years he played in Colorado. Right. Um, just longevity, really outstanding player, and, I mean, from age 19 to 40. It's amazing. It's just <laughs> the stories you could tell just being in the league for that long. Yeah. Um, famously wore 7, 77, and then 77 for the Colorado Avalanche as well. Yeah. So he qualifies here to get that number. I like it. Awesome. I like it. Well, awesome. any any players here you want to go oh. off of? Because Ray Bork was the one I immediately, I'm like, yeah. I know that name. I got to give him some love. That was one of the hockey players I recognize. But Red came up for me too. Red Grange, yeah. Um, just from stories. And when you look at his football reference page, another cool thing is, 
all of the positions he played because mm-hmm. of the time. He was a halfback, um, defensive back, tailback, whatever you want right. to call it. It's all on there. So just yeah. kind of a cool deep dive. I think this is the oldest reference page we have on this list, which is it might be. really respectable. Yeah. And that's including baseball players. Like yeah. we have a couple guys because baseball really didn't have numbers all the way back then. Nope. So this might be the oldest profile we have that's up for a number. Yep, I think it's one of the oldest, and and Red Grange again, uh, one of the one of the best players. Didn't play long; he only no. played about ten years, but um, he's just one of the again. He's one of those names where you say Red Grange, everyone knows he was this old old time football player, <laughs> running back. Um, you know, he was he he played when football was just getting started. Yeah, in Chicago. In Chicago, so that's uh, again another another great uh, great player to put on the list for well, sure. Maybe two of the best nicknames ever, the Galloping Ghost mm-hmm. or the Wheaton Iceman. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I could see that in like an old-timey newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Ray Bork gets number 77, All great right. number, and a number on the rise. So okay. you get 78. All right, 78's tough. Yeah. Um, 78 is tough. There's a lot of good players. Um, Bruce Smith, Anthony Munoz, Art Shell. Yeah, uh, Bruce Smith and Art Shell, um, two two of the best NFL players of all time. Um, Jackie Slater was a great player. Mm-hmm. Dwight White, um, a lot of great players. Wore number seventy eight. Um, I like Anthony Munoz a lot. He was a he was a quiet guy. He was a tackle. Mm-hmm. Played his whole career in Cincinnati. Um, again, he's like a Steve Hutchinson, one of those anchor guys on your offensive line where you know he's always going to be there. I think he made the Pro Bowl, what, 11 out of his, what, 12 or 14 years, something like that. Just wow. a super great, super great guy. But I think I have to go with Bruce Smith. Okay. Um, Bruce Smith, defensive end for the Bills. Um, he played, again, played Bills most of his career, ended up a few years in Washington after that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, what people don't realize is Buffalo was a great, well, they were a fabulous team in the mm-hmm. 90s they lost four super bowls heartbreaking um, heartbreaking love Absolutely. jim kelly yes um <laughs> and i mean they were going up against arguably some of the best teams in nfl history with yeah. the 90s cowboys and things like that but bruce smith was one of those anchor guys that um in their team defensive end just a menacing guy you you ran away from him um when you played <laughs> because he was just that good um and yeah, I would say he was definitely the the face of the Buffalo defense through the '90s. He was just that good. So, um, Hall of Famer, eleven time Pro Bowler, eight time All Pro, um, All '80s team, and All '90s team, uh, wow. which is crazy to be to be in two decades and part of their all teams. It's just crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Bruce Smith, number seventy eight. Like the pick, I can't can't argue with it. The other players, I looked at uh, Anthony for quite a while as well. Yeah. Um, Art Shell as well. So, yeah, there's some great players here. And we're starting to pick up pace now that we're getting closer to the 80s. We're seeing some of these great defenders and linemen go again. And yeah, Bruce Smith, 78, 78. no argument. No argument there. All right, moving on to 79. Okay. I also had a fun list to kind of pick through. Um, just to throw out a couple names, Rosie Brown was mm-hmm. one. Yep. Bob St. Clair was another, also known as the Geek, yep. which I think is great. Um but ultimately, I ended up kind of swerving on here. And the reason I say that is Rosie Brown, Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. Bob St. Clair, Hall of Famer. My winner, Harvey Martin, not right. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, isn't that funny? Which yeah. I will say stats here real quick before I, I give the exclamation point. Four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, right. which is a big part of this, Hall of Fame all 70s team so we expect him to possibly get in here um on top of that he was the defensive player of the year but if you look down at his stat line specifically in 1977 he had 20 sack seasons he had a 20 sack season um which is ridiculous yeah i mean the man was a monster when he played this might fit into a category all of its own of highest high lowest low like Mm -hmm. when we talked about jared allen right of do you give him this go-ahead because of his credentials, or do we give him the go-ahead because of what he played like for a select amount of time? And for me, again, I'm leaning on that rule of recognition and what he meant to the game. This is one of the highest highs I think a defensive end could have to win the Super Bowl MVP 
in 77. Right. And and the, the 20 sacks is more impressive here because yeah. back in 77 they didn't pass the ball like they did today. Yes. So to get a, to get even one sack a game is is pretty amazing and this guy racked up 20 sacks in in that season which yeah. is crazy. So and yeah. Like a really good year is 14 and a half, mm-hmm. maybe 12. Yeah. To get 20 is yeah. Just unbelievable. So his stat line was one of the first players that I looked at. I was like, man, even though he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, which does carry a lot of weight in our right. decisions, right. Um, this is one of those players that I just can't kind of pass by without saying, like, when he was playing, mm-hmm. he was an issue, and he was somebody like a mean Joe Green or like any other player that you have to plan around them. Yes. And Viking or the Vikings, the Cowboys ended up winning a Super Bowl with him, and he was an MVP when they did. Yep. All right. Yep, I like it. Well, I'm going to take you into number 80 as your next pick. Oh, man. And this is where it <laughs> it tends to get a little tough, but I feel like we're both probably going to lean one way. But I never know with you. Yeah. Well, again, even just staying in the NFL, and I know there's a lot of great players in all sports that were number 80, but yeah. the NFL, that's where the wide receiver's number range starts, I guess. Yes. Um, and, you know, you there's so many good ones over the years. Um, Kellen Winslow played for the Chargers, um, was an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal tight end. Um, Steve Largent, I uh, played for the Seahawks, Seahawks, was a great player. Um, Chris Carter um, mm-hmm. started his year in Philadelphia and ended up in Minnesota, Hall of Famer, um, great player. But everyone knows <laughs> that Jerry Rice... Um, is number 80. It's um, a long list. It's a long list. Um, he obviously played most of his career with the 49ers <clears throat> um, in the 80s and into the 90s. Um, won multiple Super Bowls with them. Um, many people argue, was Joe Montana great because of Jerry Rice? Or was Jerry Rice great because of Joe Montana? I would argue that they both would have been great no matter what. Yeah. Um, he finished finished his career a couple of seasons in Oakland, um, which is kind of a weird thing, like yeah. going right across the bay from San Francisco to Oakland. But anyway, Jerry Rice, um, one of the best, obviously one of the best wide receiver, probably the best wide receiver yeah. of all time in and the NFL. Considered for greatest of all time in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, up there with your LT and your Walter Payton. I yes. mean, football's tough to judge because the positions can vary so widely, but many right. people consider him to be the greatest football player of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't dig into that at all because <laughs> there's so much more there. Right. But Hall of Famer, 13-time Pro Bowler, 10-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champion. He was uh, an MVP at one point, multiple MVPs, depending on his positions. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Super Bowl MVP, more importantly, and yeah. also made two all-decade teams in the Hall of Fame for both the 80s and the 90s. Wow. And then there's a slew of awards after that, yeah. too. So, incredible career, uh, 22,000 yards, almost 23,000 yards receiving, <laughs> uh, over a 1,500 receptions caught so almost 200 touchdowns too so remarkable player hands down maybe one of the the best picks that you can have at number 80 yeah i mean think about fifth over 1500 receptions i mean i just think about now like if if a wide receiver catches you know four or five maybe 10 passes a game that's incredible yeah like this cooper cup past season was just he almost had like 11 catches in one game and you're like they can't stop him right but to do that for the longevity of what he was, yeah, what Jerry was doing there, Jerry was wow. just amazing. So, um, yep, can't argue with number eighty, Jerry Rice. Um, Got to go with him for sure. Wow. All well, right. Now it doesn't get any easier. No, you have number eighty-one. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at my <laughs> list, my big board, and I'm I'm trying to remember what I was thinking in the moment because there's a lot of good names here. Just All to right. give a few, Terrell Owens. Tim Brown, Dick, Night Train Lane. Yes. Art Monk is another one who was a great player. He was Uh, Tori Holt. Yeah. um, One of my favorites. And then for the sake, because we love drafts here and we do redrafts, Anthony Carter is also on this list. Um, The second to last pick in his draft, I believe. Um, Mr. Irrelevant, but I had to throw him on there (laughs) just because. Yeah. Uh, However, I slated Terrell Owens at this pick. I am going to 
withdraw that. <clears throat> okay. And okay. I'm going to put Terry Holt, and I'm probably going to upset some folks, but the ah. reason I want Terry Holt there is Terry Holt was one of the original receivers for me that I grew up with. Okay. Then when I watched Terry Holt, I wanted to go outside and catch the football. Right, right. Um, Greatest show on turf, right? The yes. St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Yep. And, and Terrell Owens always great receiver. I actually believe he should be in the Hall of Fame, but just always was a tough guy to root for. Mm-hmm. And he was a tough guy for me. Well, I, I guess I can kind of end it there. He's a tough yeah. teammate to play with, and I think that hurts him. And yeah. when we're talking about a team sport like football, right. I'm remembering you for the wrong reasons. Um, we had this argument with Will Chamberlain that right. I wanted to give the number to somebody else because Will Chamberlain infamously was not the greatest teammate and he never really took responsibility onto himself. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Terrell Owens. Again, I know the super talent is there, but for me that matters. And yeah. I'm going to give it to Ter- Tory Holt uh, just for influence and what he meant to the game when I started to fall in love with football. Great. I like it. Yeah, solid player. Um, I remember watching those games um, of the Rams in the Dome. Um, yeah. And again, he was part of that offense that was just ridiculous. You couldn't stop him. They were so good. Kurt Warner, um, Tory Holt, uh, yeah. Marshall Falk, all those guys. Just fun fun football to watch, that's yeah. for sure. When I have him on the list twice, he's on for 88 and 81. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give him 81 because 88 is a different ball game when sure. it comes to wide receivers. So right. some people might remember him for 88. I remember him for 81. But either way, I, I feel a little bit happier giving it to Tory mm-hmm. Holt just because... Fond memories. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. That's good. All right. Sliding it over to you for 82. Okay. 82. um, Another very good wide receiver number. Um, Sticking with what I did in the last uh, episode of this when we covered numbers 51 through 75, um, 82, again, one of the the cornerstones of the Steelers' 70s um, offense, John Stallworth. Um, He played the other side of the field from Lynn Swan at 88. Mm -hmm. Um, Great player, um, solid career, Hall of Famer. Um, There's some other good 82s, don't get me wrong. Um, Ozzie Newsome comes to mind. Um, He was a great tight end for the Browns for many, many years. But I just have to tip my hat to John Stallworth. He... he, um, won three Super Bowls with the... I'm sorry, three Pro Bowls. He won four Super Bowls with the Steelers in their heyday of the 70s. Um, just a great all-around player. Kind of played second fiddle to Lynn Swan, mm-hmm. um, but he was a great number two receiver. And um, again, go to Pittsburgh, you ask anybody who John Stallworth is, they know who he is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like, especially when we talk 82 and maybe even 83, these numbers are still, they're filled with great players. But we're probably going to be replacing them or throwing new names in pretty quick because these are numbers that are very popular, people want, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing some new Hall of Famers entered that are probably going to sneak onto this list pretty soon. I think you're right. I think you're right, yeah. But uh, good pick. I like John Stallworth. I like that one. Um, 83, you're up. So 83, um, there were a couple names on here that I really liked. Um, Ted Hendricks. Right. Really like Ted Hendricks. Andre Reed was the other one. Sure. I like those two together. Mark Clayton uh, and then Willie Galt. Yeah, I remember um, Willie Galt from the Bears, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I was uh, the first two names, Ted Hendricks and Andre Reed, were the two that I tied over. And eventually I flipped a coin and I gave it to Andre Reed. <laughs> okay. Um, the main reason I'm giving it to Reed is he, has, he might have less credentials than. Um, Ted, mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Famer and he's a seven-time Pro Bowler, just right. to be shy, right? <laughs> right. But right. the thing that I really liked is kind of going back to the Buffalo team. Right. He was an outstanding wide receiver for Buffalo. They went to four Super Bowls with him. Mm-hmm. He was one of the number one targets in his career. He had almost just shy of a thousand receptions. Wow. He had nine hundred and fifty-one and over thirteen thousand receiving yards. Mm. Um. Say what you will, he put up great stats. He did. Physical receiver. And I just really enjoyed looking at his page. I thought he was great. Ted, I do want to mention just because um, he's a Hall of Famer. He's an eight-time Pro Bowl, four-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champ. And then he has two All-Decade teams. Again, he can get this. I flipped a coin really on this because when you look at receivers in this time period, 
that Buffalo, Buffalo to go to four Super Bowls at that period in time is remarkable. Right. To win four Super Bowls is incredible. Um, Ted is a linebacker that played for Oakland and Baltimore. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to give it to somebody a little more modern in the 90s, but again, Ted mm. Hendricks, I could have given it to him. I, I would have had no problem sure. with that. I'd probably be even stronger with my feelings about it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to give it to Reed in this case. Nice. No, that's great. Andre Reed, great player. I remember watching him for yeah. sure. So. Okay, now we're on to the... <laughs> I'm looking at the list already. One of the 84. Hard... <laughs> 84, one of the... here yeah. we come. 84, one of the hardest numbers uh, because there's so many good uh, players. Um, I'll just rattle off a few here. Yeah. Chris Weber, Shannon Sharp, Sterling Sharp, mm-hmm. um, Herman Moore, um, just some great numbers. But you know what? When I think of 84... <laughs> I got to go with the freak, Randy Moss. Um, <clears throat> I remember when he came to Minnesota as a rookie and absolutely lit it up. I mean, it was so refreshing to have a player that was that good. Um, his rookie year, 1998, the Vikings, if those who don't remember, they made it all the way to the championship game <laughs> and they lost. But um, great year, great player, Randy Moss. Um, you know, he did have some off-field issues and yeah. stuff like that. He went to Oakland and then to New England for a little bit, um, won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and stuff. But, um, but again, 84, Randy Moss. Um, I remember, I think it was after the 98 season when, when Moss just absolutely lit it up against the Packers. I remember the next year when the, dra- when the draft was rolling around, um, I think somebody asked the Packers GM at the time, like, what are your draft needs? And he said, our main goal, our only focus is we need to draft somebody that can stop Moss because we <laughs> played the Vikings twice and we just can't have that happen again. Yeah. I think he scored five touchdowns yeah. against them or the something. old crazy. Dante Culpepper yes. wind up, throw it yeah. way down the field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was absolutely awesome. So number 84, I am going with Randy Moss. Um just absolute legend in Minnesota. Everyone loves Moss. Everyone still talks about him. Yeah, he so, owns that number. The only does. the only thing I want to bring up is I threw Chris Weber on here for giggles. Yeah. Um, I think it's the lesser known number for him. Sure. Uh, but we can have that conversation later because I was gonna talk to it. But Shannon Sharp was the other one. Sterling yeah. Sharp too. Right. This yeah, this is a loaded number, but Randy owns it. Yeah. And I I can't. I can't complain with that one. So we'll slide into 85 Ooh, if you're yes, ready for that. I'm ready. Um, more great numbers here. Jack Youngblood, Antonio yeah. Gates. Right. Um, those were really the two guys that I focused in on. Chad Johnson was the other one. I grew up with Chad Johnson, oh, yeah, Chad sure. Ochocinco. Ochocinco, um, yep. But ultimately, I am going to give it to Gates. Okay. Um, Gates will be in the Hall of Fame, I think, at some point. I do too. Uh, just a remarkable tight end. Also, basketball player. Great basketball player. Mm. Could have been a professional basketball player if I remember okay. the stories right. Sure. Um, he was the tight end of my era. Okay. I think of him and Tony Gonzalez. Those right. were the two. Yes. And the battle between them. And he was also one of these tight ends that I always thought of. And again, my memory is a little bit hazy. I wasn't able to watch all the film on all of these players. But I remember him being one of those guys like Gates where, or like, uh, Gonzalez, mm-hmm. where really, if you squint your eyes, he looks like a wide receiver. Right. And that's what made the position so different. He's the kind of original Kelsey yeah. before we have Kelsey. Okay, sure. Um, and that's really where I get to it. He doesn't have the volume. He could block, but really, he was a wide receiver disguised as a tight end. As a tight end, yeah. Uh, but eight-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, and the All-2000s team as yeah. well at tight end. So. Right. Any thoughts on that one? I think that's great. I, I, and you're right. I mean, he was, um, he was, he and Gonzalez were the tight ends that you mm-hmm. always picked in your fantasy football team, right? <laughs> Number one and two. Um, and you know what? He played for San Diego, and honestly, San Diego they had a couple of good years in there, but they weren't a good team. So you know, had he been on a better team, maybe he would have that Super Bowl and things like that. But, but whatever. I mean, he's yeah. still a great, great player. He was a great player, um, and I'm. I'm totally cool with going with uh, number 85, Antonio Gates. Yeah, I still see those jerseys around. So he was one of those guys I immediately thought of. But yeah, great group of players in that 85 range. Oh, amazing. Yeah, All right. 
Well, I'm going to pass it back to you for all right. 86. 86, all right. 86, a lot of good players. Um, a couple that come to mind, James Lofton. Yeah. Um, really, really, really good uh, receiver for the Packers for many years. Then he ended up with the Raiders and the Bills for a couple years there too. But, um, you know, he was one of those players where you just knew that um, he was one of Favre's favorite targets. Um, James Lofton would... would kill the vikings every year uh <laughs> once or twice so i was glad to see him get out of the nfc north um buck buchanan, buchanan i'm sorry was another great uh player to wear that number but when it's all said and done um the one player that sticks out in my mind is heinz ward yeah. um pittsburgh Steeler, uh, a legend in pittsburgh yeah. he's he played um pretty much from what 98 till 2011 mm-hmm. um Really, really just a solid player, great community member, that whole thing. Um, he's he's loved in Pittsburgh. He, he, you know, he's not in the Hall of Fame. I'm a little surprised by that. I think he um, will be soon but enough. I think, he I think he's was, been yeah. on the ballot before. Right. Um, so he's coming. He he's will coming. be there soon. Yeah. Uh, but just a great player. Um, he was, you know, he was Ben Roethlisberger's, one of his favorite targets through all those years. And I think the Super, the, the, well, they won two Super Bowls together, so mm-hmm. that, says a lot there too so yeah. well he's a four-time pro bowl two-time super bowl champ he was the super bowl mvp one year wow has uh, exactly a thousand receptions a little over two thousand or twelve thousand yards receiving um 85 touchdowns yeah. great player uh, yeah one of the things that i will always think of is he was one of the jerseys i wanted to buy as a kid mm-hmm. i don't know why but i loved oh. the 86 number for okay. the receiver nice and then two he was in the Batman movie when I was growing up, oh. and I was like, I gotta get that jersey. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he was in the one with Bane, um, okay. where he ran the ball back because I guess it was filmed in Pittsburgh. Oh, and it? so they had hired Heinz Ward to run the ball back for one of the games, like kickoff ceremonies or oh, whatever. Oh, So yeah, he's in the Batman movie randomly. Nice. Um, but yeah, great player, <laughs> fond memories. Can't wait to see him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Also, one of the pictures of just winning. I remember him mm-hmm. crying when Jerome Bettis retired. Yes. The first first time before he came back right and they failed to win a super bowl for jerome and he was just heartbroken yes and just that's the guy you want that's mm-hmm. the guy that cares and uh it's sometimes hard to find those right. those players so it is um, massive respect to him and i definitely would have a heinz word on my team any day of the week absolutely all right well moving it along to 87 mm-hmm. it only gets tougher wow. here this is tough uh, <laughs> yeah to give, so I I picked a little bit of everything because a lot of eighty sevens out there. Yeah, very famous hockey number, famous football number. Um, oh, yeah. Those main were the main two that I yeah. looked at. Yeah. So I focused in on a few. So Dwight Clark from the NFL. Sure. Sidney Crosby. Okay. Dave Casper. Right. And Travis Kelsey is the addition oh, that I sure. thought might surprise you. Um, just a little bit of on each. Let me start with Dwight Clark. He's a two-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, wide receiver. Yep. Really strong case to make the uh, to make this list. Yep. I'm gonna go to Travis. I'm gonna work my way up the chart. Okay. Travis Kelsey, I put on here. He's a seven-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion. He's also on the All 2010 list for the Hall of Fame. Okay. I wanted to also put him on here because one of the, I think it's close to, if not, he is the number one targeted tight end of all time. He's received the most targets of all time. Wow. Um, I, I've just always thought of him as kind of the de facto tight end right. of my adult, young adult lifetime. Um, we also have a bunch of actually good tight ends playing right now. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is also playing. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey is also playing. Darren Waller's playing. But Travis has always stood out to me. Okay. Um, then as we go over... Oh, I, Literally just closed the page as I do that. Dave Casper. Dave Casper yes. is the other one. Weird story. My dad, that's his former boss. <laughs> um, so I always have heard Dave Casper stories. And the reason I wanted to make sure he was on this list is not just because he's a Hall of Famer. He's a five-time Pro Bowl, All-Pro four times, two-time Super Bowl champ, and the 1970s All-Team at tight end. But also super competitive. Really? If you had him on your team... I mean, he apparently fought people in the office. Like, they would give each other noogie. Like, this guy just made me laugh growing up as a kid. So, Dave Casper, a.k.a. the Ghost, um, phenomenal tight end, played for the Raiders. Just had to be mentioned. 
But I ended up giving it to Sidney Crosby for very clear reasons. He's a winner at hockey. He was the staple of hockey for years, the Mm -hmm. face of the NHL, three-time cup winner. And every trophy he has, he's probably won it twice. Right. Um, So I I think I'll just leave it there. Okay. um, Because 87 can get dicey because of how popular it is. But I'm going to leave it with Sidney because... He means the most to yep. his sport and what he says. You can't tell the story of hockey without Sidney Crosby. Right. And I, I agree with that, and I'm totally cool with that. Um, so, yeah, let's just move on. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's so many. We, we could talk all day about 87. Yeah. But, At okay. some point, i got to tell some Dave Casper stories. Right. Yeah, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. All right. 88 is all yours. 88. Ooh, 88. Tough number. Tough number. Mm-hmm. Um, some great players. Let me just rattle off a few of them here. Um, Lynn Swan, Alan Page. John Mackey, Tony Gonzalez, Michael yeah. Urban, Eric Lindros from the uh, NHL. Um, you know, honestly, any of these could probably get the best player to wear that number. Oh, um, yeah. I love I love Lynn Swan because, again, yeah. he's part of that eight, um, the 70s Steelers teams that won the four Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, I like Alan Page. Alan Page um, is so great, good. Part, a great player for the Vikings, part of the Purple People Eaters. Mm-hmm. Um I'm Tony so Gon- glad you got this number, this one too, because I was like <laughs> yeah. setting this up and I was like, oh, you're going to lose your mind. Yes, yes. Alan Page, um, absolute, just dominating player. Um, Michael Irvin, Michael I mean, Irvin, from, the, yeah. from the 90s, uh, Cowboys, great player. Um, you know, obviously Troy Aikman's favorite target for many years. Yeah. Might win the popular vote for this number. Might win, yeah. But, and Eric Lindros, I yeah. remember when he came into the league and was just an absolute huge guy. 6'4", 240. I remember that, and I'm like, dang, this guy is massive. Yeah. Big old Philly flyer. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, and we talked about this a little mm-hmm. earlier, um, Tony Gonzalez, um, yeah. Arguably, probably more of a wide receiver, but he played tight yeah. end. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the big difference is he had the size and he could block. And I think if, if you're a player that can not only catch the ball, but can block and are big enough, you're a tight end. That's what yeah. you are. So um, absolute storied career in Kansas City. He played a few years in Atlanta toward the end of his career. But he's really a Kansas City chief through and yeah. through. Um, Hall of Famer, 14 times Pro Bowl. Um, I mean, that's just amazing right there. Six times All-Pro. And he was part of the All-2000s team. Um, You can't go wrong with him. He's on TV now doing a lot of NFL coverage and things like that. But you know what? Tony Gonzalez, number 88. I I just can't think of a better pick. Stood next to him as a kid at training camp. You did? Yeah, I didn't get to talk to him. I tried to get him to sign my football, but then camp started. He was the last guy on the line. And almost got his signature. I got other guys though. That's right, but, because um, Kansas City trained in in Wisconsin. Yeah, in Wisconsin, in River where Falls, I grew up. Right? Yep, okay. Yep, where right. I used to used to live. And so I remember standing next to him and thinking he was a giant. And yes. he stood in the end zone, and he was famous for dunking the football when he scored remember? over the over the goalpost. And he did it once, and I think he did it as a joke because he was kind of <laughs> like shaking his head, you yeah. know, like he, like nonsense. You know? Right, right. But I, I remember standing next to him and just being like, oh my God. Yes. I had my football card in one hand oh. and I had my football in the other. And I was bummed I didn't get a signature oh. from him. But at the same time, there was 88. There like, that's was. the guy. That's him. Um, yeah. But infamously a very kind guy. And yeah. uh, I'm glad he got this number. Very cool. Very All cool. All right. Moving it along to 89. So I thought this number would be a little tougher than what I had, but there was a lot of just history on this one. And there were really only two names that I looked at. Um, I have a longer list, but the two I want to talk about is Mike Ditka, who wore it for the Cowboys way back in the day. Interesting, yep. And Gino Marchetti. Thank you, sir. Um, My page dipped out there, Um, but Gino... Hall of Fame, 11-time Pro Bowl, 7-time All-Pro, 2-time NFL champ, All-1950s team. I'm giving it to him. He's a defensive end. He was a tackle and defensive tackle. Um, Just a really solid career. He played for Baltimore for many years, almost his entire career. Um, For the Baltimore Colts. Yes, for the Colts. Yeah, (laughs) living through the history there. Um, But from 1952 to 1966, I had heard stories about him, not a ton, but just a really physical player, 6'4", 244, big man. Big guy. For the 50s and even into the 60s, too. Mm -hmm. Just a really physical player. And those two championships with the Baltimore Colts, 
That's uh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was he was eighty six or eighty nine. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, didn't expect a defensive end to have that number. Right. Um, usually those are nineties. So kind of breaking the mold again. But really loved kind of studying him and going back over his history. And Mike Ditka was the other one. He's a tight end. But most of his numbers are actually based off what he did when he was with the Bears. Um, He played for Chicago for many years, Philadelphia, and then ended his career in Dallas, starting his coaching career in Dallas. But he is also in the Hall of Fame. He's a five-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, NFL champ as well, coach of the year twice. Hmm. Most of his stuff is based on coaching, which made it harder for me to select. But I would not complain the slightest if Mike Ditka gets this number. Nice. All nice. right. Okay. Now we're moving into the 90s. Okay. We're coming into the home stretch. We've right. been through quite a bit here. Um, I'll give you number 90. All right. 90, 90. So a couple great players. Um, well, a lot of great players that were number 90. Yeah. Um, Javon Curse. I remember um, watching him for years um, with Tennessee and then Philadelphia. Great player. Um, just one of those uh, defensive ends that was just you feared him you know he just didn't <laughs> want to play against Javon Kurs a uh, great player um Neil Smith another yeah. great player um defensive end he played for Kansas City and Denver um again really really solid player um one of those and you think about it you know these guys played for more than 10 years and you know in today's game like these guys are just absolute workhorses back then because yeah. they they would just and you know the padding and all the yeah. stuff they have now is yeah, not what yeah. it used to be. So the these, health was really fluky because oh, yes. yeah, they didn't have good safety equipment, and now it's just gotten better. Players are playing longer. Right, right. So for these guys back then to play, you know, ten, fifteen years is, is quite amazing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, I have to go with uh, Julius Peppers, number ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great name. <laughs> great, yes. Great, great number. football name. Yeah, totally. Um, he's he's bounced around a little bit. Carolina, Chicago, Green Bay, uh, and then back to Carolina for a few years. Um, he actually retired after the 2018 season, but um, his credentials are just off the charts. Nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, um, part of the 2000 decade and 2010 decade team, mm-hmm. um, which again, if you ever see that, it's like this guy really could play for years really and years. Really special. Um, 2002 Rookie of the Year, um, so just phenomenal player. Um, again, I remember when he played for the Bears and the Vikings would have to play him. <laughs> It was like, oh my gosh, and, and he played for the Packers too. Um, every time we played him, I just was like, somebody block Peppers, please, because he's going to come <laughs> after us. So anyway, great well, player. Also, I, I forgot to mention this guy at 89, but Julius Peppers and Steve Smith hmm. were two like, you have to get their jerseys. Yes. The Panthers blue okay. with the 90 or 89 yeah. was like the thing to get in elementary <laughs> school. If you didn't have it, you're out of luck. Yeah. But he was six seven, almost 300 pounds, pure pass rusher, and he, every kid knew who Julius Peppers Julius was. You Peppers, didn't have to be yeah. a football fan. You knew who Julius yep. Peppers was as well as you knew who Smith was. So I love that pick. I'm glad he made the list. Um, and as a as a Packer fan, good years with him. Didn't <laughs> yeah. didn't stay for too long, but right. uh, loved the time with him. But knew him as a Panther, Perfect. and really appreciate his time there. All right, to ninety one we go. Ninety one. Um, you are on the clock. Only three names came up for ninety one that I I considered. Kevin Green was one mm-hmm. awesome player, yeah. Hall of Famer. Um, Played linebacker for where, if I remember, he played for the Rams at the beginning, yeah. Pittsburgh, Carolina, San Francisco, then back to Carolina. Yep. Um, so a little little bit traveled, but welcome everywhere he went. Yep. Ended up in the Hall of Fame, five-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, All-90s team. Yep. The other one, Dennis Rodman. Uh-huh. Dennis Rodman wore 91 for the Bulls when they won their title. He's a Hall of Famer, two-time All-Star, seven-time rebounding champ. That's wow. massive. Five-time NBA champ. Two-time All-NBA, eight-time All-Defense, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, and a part of the top 75 players of all time. Wow. In any other case, I might give it to him, but the final player is Sergei Fedorov. Okay. So I'm going to give it to Sergei Fedorov. Um, On most days, I'd give it to Dennis Rodman. However, what he means to hockey weighs far more than what Dennis means to basketball. Got it. And that's the main purpose of why he's here. Not only did he win a championship with the Red Wings 
which I never heard the end of having a grandfather <laughs> from Detroit who loved the Red Wings. Sure. But he came from the USSR yeah. at a very critical time. He came into the United States, won a title, brought it back to Russia, and like showed it around. Just a historic wow. figure that kind of mended hockey for not just Americans, but also international. Sure. Um, and is still mentioned with fond memories to this day. I always knew who Fedorov was. Okay. I was not the biggest hockey fan growing up. Yeah. Um, but I knew who the Red Wings 91 was right. and just a focal point. And they were so excited when he finally came to the United States. And it was a journey for him to come I to the United States after the Berlin Wall fell. Yes. So right. I'm picking him here again because of what he means to hockey, how important he is to hockey. And you can't tell the story of hockey without Sergei Fedorov yep. and that Red Wings team. Yep. I, I remember his name. I, I didn't watch a lot of hockey growing up and stuff like that, but um, I do definitely remember his name and, yeah. and the fact that he came over and played in the NHL pretty much right after the Berlin yeah. communism fell was a big deal. Yeah, um, huge. So, yeah, and great. to be like their best player yeah. came here, I right. mean, unreal. So mm-hmm. cool story. By all means, though, well-deserving of the award. He's a Hall of Famer, three-time cup winner. You name it, he's got an award. Um, but Dennis Rodman is in there, Kevin Green, and yeah. Sergei Fedorov. Tough players. three. Yep. Tough three. All right. 92 is Ooh, all yours. 92. Okay. Uh, 92, two names stand out to me. Um, both of them could probably get my pick. Um, <laughs> Michael Strahan, yeah. um, defensive end for the Giants for, what, 15 years? Yeah, close to. Um, cornerstone of that defense for, for that whole time. I mean, Michael Strahan... Um, you you think of the Giants, you think of Michael Strahan. You think of, there's a couple mm-hmm. players that stand out. He's certainly one of them. Yeah, it's like LT, Phil Sims, Michael Strahan, Eli Manning. Like he might yep. be, he's the only defensive end that's really held his muster right. to LT in yeah. that stadium. Absolutely, um, yeah. that fans beloved. Yep, are beloved of. Um, and then the other number ninety two, Reggie White, yeah. um, the yeah. minister of defense. I remember when he when he got traded to the Packers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that really sucked. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, absolute great player. Um, you know, he played. He started in Philly. Just a just a huge guy. I mean, yeah. again, back then six five two ninety one. Um, he was he was just a, a menace mm-hmm. to all offenses. Any team that was playing. A team with Reggie White on it, they had a they had a tough task yeah. ahead. So this is the only player I'll say you have to watch the film of him. You yes. just have to see him play because right. he might be the greatest defensive tackle, defensive end ever. I and you would yeah. never know because unfortunately he passed away so young. He did, and he didn't stay around. And he was such a great presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he died in two thousand and two. Wow. Um, and it was just a tragedy, but. Very pro player. He was one of the first guys that actively sought after, you know, went out and got a trade to the Packers. He loved Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but he understood the business side. Right. Went to the Packers and became beloved here too. Yeah. Um, so definitely, if you have a chance, watch Reggie White film. You will be glad you did. It is one of the most impressive things. Um, he's a Hall of Famer, 13-time Pro Bowler, 8-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, not all 80s team, all 90s team. I mean, you name it, he's got it again with the awards. So yeah. I, Reggie White, he's my top five all-time favorite player. Perfect for me. So I'm okay. I'm totally endorsed if you went that way. No, I'm I've I'm going with Reggie White. <laughs> um, I think Michael Strahan is a close second, but yeah. Reg, Reggie is just yeah. He brought a lot of lot of joy to everybody, and mm-hmm. you know, brought a Super Bowl to Green Bay. So what else can you say, right? So. Yeah, sorry to sorry to <laughs> gerrymander your pick there, but no, uh, I, I was gonna go I'll, with him. I'll anyway, pay you so. back on the next one. <laughs> All uh, right, so ninety three. Yeah, so ninety three was a bit of a, of a different story when it came to just research, because again, we're, one of our main rules is: do you know and recognize these players? And being where we're from kind of became difficult to look overlook the elephant in the room. Right. But the two players I put on there, there's three in total. Dwight Freeney, mm-hmm. phenomenal player, yeah. defensive end uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. He's been in a number of places. Yeah. Um, the other one was Doug Gilmore sure. in hockey. Yep. Great player as well, Hall of Famer, Cup winner. Really well-deserving of this too. However, again, 
I'll pay you back on this one. I didn't intend to, <laughs> um, but I gave it to John Randall. Sure. Um, not just because he's a Viking. That was a small thing to do with it, but I think the video of him in training where there's a first-round pick and then John Randall, who was selected late, had to work his way up the chart, really wasn't cut out to play a defensive end position. Right. He goes as hard as he possibly can. I think it's maybe his 10th year in the league. Okay. And this other guy goes through and it's like, nah, whatever. Really? And that video is still floating around to this wow. day. I see it multiple times every year. Um, the work ethic, the joy, what yeah. he meant to football. Right. Um, many Hall of Famers from Brett Favre. To, to Hasselback have talked about how he talked, which I yeah, think is great. Right, right. Um, he, he is a player's player, yeah. uh, as well as a fan's favorite. I, I always will think of 93 as John Randall because of his story, because of what he brought to the game, and how much he loved to play football. And I believe he still is in Minnesota to this day. I think so. And he's a very important part of our, uh, of our community here. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite podcasts has this term, did he get Barkley or Hondoed? Meaning, oh. are you like John Havlicek? Did you disappear, or did you become like Charles Barkley and sure. you're even as famous as you were back then? Yeah, he he for a while there was a Barkley. I don't know if we could say that now, right. but I've seen him everywhere mm-hmm. and with commercials. He's still very much a part those, of yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Yep. He's a he's a Viking through and through. Even though he did play a few years. Um, in Seattle at the end of his career. But yeah, he's 93 Vikings, um, yeah. John Randall. It's, that's all yeah. i got to say. So I think of him in the 90s and early 2000s. Like yeah. it's he no was, contest. He was one of the first players I would I saw that wore like, when they would get ready for the game, instead of putting a little bit of eye black underneath their eye, yeah. he did like the whole the face. whole things. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's up with that? But yeah, whatever. it is. You'd always wonder, like, do they? How do they wash their hands? Isn't that oil? Like, it doesn't come off. Like, how how long are they like applying that? Like, that's a I lo- don't know. It's Greg just... Olson also did that, where he just like black out like his whole under eye yeah. down his cheek, like he cried. And you're like, this what? is a lot of work, man. I, I know. I know. Now there's stickers you can put on there. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. So okay, yeah. ninety-three. Gotta love John Randall, but. Yeah. Great 93s. Great 93. So 94, yeah. I will do 94. So a lot of good players, 94. Um, Dana Stubblefield comes to mind. Demarcus mm. Ware. Yeah. Um, absolute you know, presence with, with Denver. <laughs> um, he actually played with Dallas a lot, but then he finished up in Denver. But um, I think all, when it's all said and done, um, I'm going to go with Charles Haley. Um, nice. He was a big part of the Dallas 90s teams. Um defensive player defensive end he, he floated between that and linebacker but again one of those players where he was just a really big guy 6'5 250 yeah. um was was so good um he was kind of those i mean he was almost like a um um you know player that it's like should he be on the line or should he be a linebacker mm. because he could really do both and he could do both really well. Yeah. So that's like the craze now. Like we're starting to get of some is, players yeah. that can play both, and it's just taking off. And this guy, it's the classic. He played too early. Like he played. If he yeah. played now, right, he might be one of our top fifteen best defensive players out there just because of his ability to move. Right. Right. He was so fast, but so big, and that's just a lethal combination. Yeah. So, um, Hall of Famer, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. Five-time Super Bowl champ. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. One with San Francisco yep. and Dallas. He knew how to pick the team. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he knew where to go. So um, just a great player, number 94. Yeah. I mean, you know, can't go wrong with him, I think. Yeah. I I completely agree. I, I think that's that's the pick. There's great players in that round, but 94, Charles Haley, just everything he said is perfect. Yeah. Um, moving to 95. So there's some good names on this yes. list, but this was one I, I settled on pretty quickly. Okay. Um, George Lloyd was there, Bubba Smith was there, but I'm going to give it to Richard Dent ah, of sure. the 85 Bears. 85 Bears. Um, yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, and he was a Super Bowl MVP. Wow. Maybe one of the most dominating defensive players I've ever seen in my life. Reggie being one, he might be two. Okay. Um. 
in that defensive end position. Yeah. Just remarkable. Everything he did with that defense was intense, and he was always seeming to be the focal point of it. From Dan Hampton and Richard Dent. Right. And then you got Mike Singletary behind yeah. him. Yeah. I remember those guys. Yeah. They, it was just a killer front line. Mm-hmm. And it always seems like Richard Dent was like the exclamation mark at the end of the play. Yep. Tackling whoever it was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so. Right. Another player, you got to watch his tape. You just got to see the 85 Bears play. Yep. That's just full stop. If you're a football fan, you have to see them play. And if you're a football fan, you need to know who Richard Dent is. Yep. Yep, he he registered 17 sacks in 85, which again back then, yeah, you know, teams weren't throwing the ball you know 30, 40 times a game, no. 50 times. It was very limited. So to get 17 sacks is crazy. Yeah, so. his second year in the league, he's 17.5, then he's 17, 11, and then 12, 10, 9, 12, 10, 8, 12. Wow. Like just consistently dominating. Yeah, player. bullet out of a gun as a yeah. big, big man too. Yep. So. Incredible. Good pick. All right. Well, you've got, what is it, 96. 96. Ooh, 96. So this is, this is kind of a, a tweener number, again, between hockey and football. It really is, So yeah. I'm going to let you just take a moment, too, to look over a couple of these names because I did a, a, a weird circle of research, um, and I had to, like, limit it down. Yeah. Um, so why don't you take a second here, too? Well, just to see. yeah, and again, there's you don't see a lot of 96s out there. Uh, yeah. It's just one of those one of those numbers that, you know, for some reason people don't yeah. wear that number. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I would I would say that the main thing for me is um, there's some good put, good football players that wore um, 96 and I will definitely say um, Cortez Kennedy, one of the um, great players for the Seahawks in the 90s. I remember him um, watching him, defensive tackle. He was always sort of, um, you know, he wasn't the flashy player that you see in the highlights and stuff, but he was just a good overall solid player. Um, Big guy, 6'3", over 300 pounds. Um, To to be over 300 pounds, um, I just think that these guys, I mean, you look at, sometimes you look at these players and they're, they're huge, but they can still run really fast. Yeah, they, they can keep up with guys. It's like, how do you do that? I, I, I just don't oh, get it. But anyway, no. but Cortez Kennedy, great player. Um, you know, I remember remember watching him with the Seahawks, basically from the entire '90s. Hmm. Um, Hall of Famer, eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, part of the nine, uh, Hall of Fame '90s team. Um, hmm. Great, you know, just overall. Player of the year in '92, um, solid player overall, solid player. So I'm going with him. Right on. Okay, I like that we're getting a little mixture here. We're not getting total defense, but right. There's still most of our defensive tackles are going here at the very end because this is their number. Right. Um. So right. what I am on '97. '97. Yeah. So few numbers to go through. I actually almost added a couple modern day players. Nick Bosa being one. Sure. I always think of the Bosa guys. Yeah. Um, I did not throw him on this list quite yet. Okay. Uh, I, I just felt like it was time to wait. However, I have Jeremy Roenick. Yep. I have Simone Rice and Bryant Young. Right. Um, so let me just show off. Rice and Young were the two that okay. I really liked. Okay. Um, Rice, three-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion. Um couple Rookie of the Year awards on this Arizona defense. He played for Tampa when they won a Super Bowl alongside Warren Sapp. So played a pivotal role in winning a Super Bowl, which I I love that when we find these players. Bryant Young is the other one. Bryant Young is in the Hall of Fame. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, all-90s team. He won Comeback Player of the Year in 1999. Um, and as well as he was the rookie of the year in 94. Wow. I just really, I'm going to give it to Brian Young. Yeah. Um, I just really like kind of when players consistently throw out their best opportunity or throw out their best. Uh, and he had some ebbs and flows, but ultimately he was a part of a Super Bowl championship team. He was one of a premier pass rushers in a time when there was a loaded league of them. Right. Uh, and eventually made it to the Hall of Fame and became an all-90s player. Perfect, yeah. Solid player, Bryant Young. I remember watching him uh, with the 49ers for all those years. And honestly, you know, 49ers weren't a great team in the 90s. They were good. Um, but he, he held 
you know, held him up and mm-hmm. was was just a great cornerstone to that defense yeah. for many years. So awesome. Love it. All right. Well, you have 98. 98. Oh, boy. Um, so we got a few options here. Not a lot. Um, I don't see a lot of players wearing 98 out there, but I will. I will say this. This was my baseball number. Nope. 98? It was, yeah. That's why? embarrassing. Isn't <laughs> why it? would you take, I mean, nothing wrong with that, but I'm just like, why, why 98? It was something to do. One of my friends, because when I played Traveling League, okay. we got to pick our numbers because we wore like these cheap t-shirts they weren't sure. really jerseys they right. were just shirts with numbers painted on the back so my buddies were all like oh who's gonna be 99 who's gonna be 99 somebody's gotta be 99 right why because <laughs> we're middle schoolers okay. you know we're middle schoolers okay. we don't know everyone's gotta be, to be yeah, somebody's gotta be 99 somebody's gotta be seven because of joe mauer somebody's uh, gotta be 33 got somebody's gotta be 22 sure. somebody's gotta be number 21 because of garnett and oh, all these I minnesota see. numbers right and 99 is always like oh that's the number right okay. and so my friend wilbur chose 99 right in front of me i was like they'll know who i am 98. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think I still have that jersey That's somewhere. Awesome, by the way. But uh, yeah. all the numbers that I liked, 3, 5, 7, and uh, 12 were all taken. So I was like, going with the wild card here. 98. 98, you never missed me. Totally. <laughs> right. You could not miss me. Looking like the big green giant wearing number 98. It's like the jersey didn't fit, so they went all the way to the end, you know? <laughs> Totally thinking outside the box. I love it. Yeah, started early. <laughs> okay, I am on 98 here, and I will tell you, there's not a lot of players where Maybe I'll put myself in there. Right. But um, just to name a few here. Yeah, Ben Sievert, yeah. Julian Peterson, Jesse Armstead, Casey Hampton. Um, but I think at the end of the day, and I'm honest, I'll be totally honest, I don't really know a lot of these players. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I threw them on the list just because, yeah, yeah there's... Their stats look awesome. Their careers look great. Mm-hmm. But really, when you boil down 98s, there haven't been a ton of standouts. Yeah. And I that's think, the story in of itself. Right, right. And I think, you know, for me, um, I am, I do remember this guy, Casey Hampton. He played for the Steelers, um, won a Super Bowl, a couple of Super Bowls with them. Five-time Pro Bowler. Um, great nickname, the Big Snack. Um <laughs> He was a nose tackle, defensive tackle, so he was that really, really, really big guy that you yeah. see right in the middle of the field, 6'1", 325. Wow. Um, so he was a big guy. But, yeah, he played um, He played his whole career from 2001 to 2012 with the Steelers, won a couple of Super Bowls. So I'm going to go with Casey Hampton, number 98. Good pick. I like it. I went with on my list, I went with Jamie Armstead. Okay. Um, the main reason is, again, this is a, a – a, very shallow pool right when it comes to what we usually are dealing with is in 1999 he almost i think he led the nfl in sacks with 21 or no no i'm mistaken i'm sorry wrong number that's on me um but just overall really loved his sack numbers really solid linebacker sacks yeah so i i just really thought that was the number that stood out to me when i was looking at all this he was a five-time pro bowler one-time all pro but yeah this is not a number that you would go to immediately and think, oh yeah, that's going to be a thin one, right? That, and and honestly, I mean, he he was a, Jesse Armstead was a linebacker, but yeah. he wore ninety eight, which is a weird thing to yeah. see um, in a modern era, right? Too. Right. So yeah, really unusual. Yep. Played from ninety three to two thousand three. Yep. Yep. So really, ninety eight is just a weird number. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw it out. <laughs> we're not going to worry about it anymore. Right. Right. All right. Well, that brings us to our final number. Okay. Um, and it is a big one. Yes. Probably the biggest number that we have here. So just to rattle off the names, <laughs> George Mikan, Warren yeah. Sapp, oh, yeah. Dan Hampton, sure. Aaron Donald, yep. I put in honor of him, Jerome Brown, Perfect. Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Um, just a quick recap, uh, George Mikan, one of the original superstars of basketball. Yeah. Um, three-time scoring champ. I'm going to pull him up here one more time. I closed my window. Um, three-time scoring champ. He was the rebounding champ. He won five NBA championships. Wow. He won six all-NBA titles himself. He was an MVP. Excuse me. And he was a top 75 player of all time. 
Wow. Infamously wore the baby blue with yellow Lakers jerseys from right. Minnesota. Right. Um, and just, I mean, he was nicknamed Mr. Basketball. Like, he is the original star of the NBA, ABA, basketball in the United States. Mm-hmm. I think of him when I think of basketball as beginning, at yep. least. beginning of basketball. And what's crazy is he only played, like, nine years? I yeah, say. not long. Eight, nine years? It's just, yeah. Yeah, and he was... 610 which would be equivalent to like a seven foot three guy now right so he was seen as kind of whoa what is that right. what's going on there yep. and his health wasn't always going to be the best so sure. his career was going to be short um but somebody that deserves a little love next warren sap mm-hmm. hall of famer seven-time pro bowler four-time all pro super bowl champion with the tampa bay buccaneers all 90s team, all 2000 team as well. Wow. Um, player of the year a couple of times. Great personality. Yeah. Still good on TV. Yep. Phenomenal player. Great you player as well. If we we're just doing this redraft on the Miami Hurricanes, he's right. in that one too. Okay. He get wore 76 though. Okay. Dan Hampton of the 85 Bears oh, sure. played alongside Richard Dent. Wild character as well. He's a Hall of Famer, four-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, and All-80s team. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, or I shouldn't say finally, uh, I did throw Aaron Donald on there. Yeah. Aaron Donald is an eight-time Pro Bowl, seven-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ now tw- once. Yeah, he just won his first just one. just did, yeah. Um, and he's a Hall of Fame team, or he's part of the Hall of Fame 2010 team. I mean, player of the year in every defensive category you can have, not just right. once, but maybe three times over. Yeah. Perhaps the greatest inside defensive tackle we've ever seen mm. will be in the Hall of Fame. He Absolutely. is a lock. Yes. Um, also undersized for his position, yet seems to continue to dominate right. um, in height, I mean. And how crazy is it that somebody who's 6'1", 280 is undersized? But yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He's considered okay. undersized, but he should, like, roughly, I think the average is like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, wow. And so he's a little undersized for that position, but he's so much faster than so everyone. So fast, yep. Um, I had to throw him on the list. I also threw Jerome Brown on this list from sure. the NFL. Jerome Brown infamously passed away very young. He did not play a full career. Many consider him to be one of the greatest inside tackles as well right um he played alongside reggie white um for the philadelphia team uh, way back when he also was one of the favorite players of buddy ryan who infamously created the 85 bears defense which dan hampton was on so i just have a soft spot for jerome brown nice but ultimately there's only one person that gets 99 and it's wayne gretzky it's a lot of great players wore 99, but Wayne is the king of it. He is mm-hmm. the greatest maybe hockey player to ever play the game. Hall of Famer, four-time cup winner, nine-time Hart, 15-time All-Star. Go down the list. He was great. He was great at goal scoring. He was great at skating. He was great at passing. Yep. You name it, he did it. He turned L.A. into a hockey town. He did. Which may be one of the greatest achievements anyone's ever done. Yeah. Um, you just can't begin to say what he means to hockey and... The book may reach the pinnacle of hockey when it talks about Wayne Gretzky. Yep, totally agree. There's no argument here. 99 Gretzky. I remember when he was traded, or he went from Edmonton to the to L.A. to yeah. the L.A. Kings. And I mean, I just I just remember the outrage <laughs> that Canadians <laughs> had because we took away Gretzky. Yeah, but yeah, he was just absolutely a living legend. He's so good. He was so good. Um, somebody asked him one time what makes him so good. He's and I remember him saying, um, he doesn't he doesn't skate to where the puck is. He skates to where the puck is going to be, right? And I never forgotten that. And I just no. think to have the just the the mind to to picture that on the <laughs> ice and all that stuff. It's just it, I can't I can't even imagine it. But yeah, yeah, great. he was he he just really made people flock to hockey he was an infectious personality that people like to be around he's a good dude um still very active in the sports world although mm-hmm. i think i see him more at golf than, oh, really? than i do yeah, at hockey I think so too. Yeah. um because his son-in-law is a golfer professional golfer but still very recognizable i think most sports fans know who wayne gretzky yeah. is yeah. or know or could tell you a minute of information about him mm-hmm. so Tough, tough group to end on with 99. Very deserving players, but Wayne 
is going to round out our draft. So with that, that comes to the end of the numbers game, Greg. How are you wow. feeling? Anything you want to add? Any highlights you want to bring back up? Um, I just, you know, some numbers were easy, some were hard. <laughs> um, I've always wondered why they stop at 99. Like, yeah. How come they don't have like 105 or something? Yeah. Like but yeah. I guess that would be weird. I wonder if we're going there at any point. There's certain, certain numbers I get, like a football jersey, two numbers. If you put three on there, it'd probably look like a lot. Yeah. Maybe. Right. But like a a basketball jersey? I don't yeah, know. You could do something like that. I mean, but, referees have like three digit. Yeah, they numbers, do. They? Yeah, like 307, yeah, 310. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. But maybe we'll, maybe one day we'll see that because another conversation I'm surprised we didn't have is numbers being reused in college. Like there'll be two number twos on one right. roster because they can't reuse a retired number. Correct. So yeah. teams will start to double up. So there'll yep. be a defensive back or a running back that have the same number. Uh huh. Which is really odd. Yes, I remember that. So we didn't run into that, but numbers are just such a weird part of sports, but so important. Mm-hmm. It's fun to kind of go back and see what's going on with yeah. at least the most popular ones and some of the less popular and who represents that number, at least the best of what we think they can. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think it was a it was a fun thing to do, and and I definitely learned a lot about some of these old players I had never heard of. So yeah, it's great, great stories, great time. So thank yeah. you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Um, we'd love to hear your redraft. We love to hear what people are doing when it comes to some of the drafts that we've done. Uh, so feel free to send them in there. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule. Mm-hmm.